Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Six Initiative podcast, where two friends get the chance to interview different professionals from various industries to share their insights, experiences, and stories. So, Peter, it's actually been officially, I just realized it today, actually, it's officially been a month since the two of us have been uh, in, not in quarantine, but like in lockdown like stay home but uh how's uh how's that been for you it's been pretty good there's been a few nights where i just literally have not slept because i've been doing some dumb i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that i think um not being out for too long has forgot uh, has how are you <laughs> fucking english holy crap um <laughs> It's um, deterred my vocabulary and ability to formulate sentences. I do think it's going to be a little weird getting back into things, getting used to things again. But it's kind of, it's pretty crazy. Oh no, I I think it'll be a cool story for the future, like to like our future kids to tell them like we had to go through this. It's going to be like our our uh, back in my day, like we walked, we walked. 30 hours to get to school and back. Like, it's going to be like that. Back in my day, we had to ration toilet paper. It's crazy. Yeah. Is your mom still, like, pretty crazy about this whole thing? Uh, yeah. Um, there's still, like, hand sanitizer by the front door. There's a box of gloves by the front door. Bro, when was the last time you stepped outside for a purpose? Like, not just your backyard, like, you went outside and, like, left the vicinity of your house. Uh, it was, like, last, like, a week and a half ago, of, uh, when, um, Anna and I went to get her phone. That was a long time ago. That was, uh, no, that was, like, a week and a half. That was, that was, like, April 3rd. That's, that's two weeks, oh, that, dude. That, that's almost two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, two weeks ago. <laughs> Can you imagine that there are people who have actually, like, been able to stick with the whole, like, stay home and, like, don't leave, and they've just been in their houses for, like, a month? I would have been perfectly okay with that. Would you? Yeah. What actually, you... Um, on that day when I left my house, I'm like, yo, the sun is actually hurting my eyes, and, like, I can't keep my eyes open because this is so bright outside. But and, you're only okay with it because you have a new laptop. If you didn't have your new laptop and you were just on your phone the whole time, I guarantee you'd be miserable. No. Yo, like, <laughs> my computer, um, other than playing, like, I played Three Kingdoms for, like, two days. I played Overwatch for, like, two days and the NBA 2K20 for, like, the last eight days. But, like, other than that, I'm still on my phone the rest of the time. So, yeah, but... Bro, you've clocked 50 hours of 2K <laughs> in seven days. Like, that's a that's, significant that's amount like, of time. That's like a full-time job. <laughs> exactly. Basically, the amount of time you spent at work, you spent on 2K. Like, that's a lot of time, dude. I could have done the same thing playing Yu-Gi-Oh! on my phone. Could you have, though? You wouldn't yes. have as much fun. <laughs> I don't think you'd have as much fun. I mean, I've lost like a few hours of sleep because of 2K, so I think if I just put that towards sleep instead, it still would have been fine. Have you ever fallen asleep playing 2K? I, huh? Have you ever fallen asleep like while you're playing? Uh, no. I just don't actually realize what time it is by the time that I'm done playing. And then my dad's like, it's 5am. I, I wonder what's the purpose of telling you it's 5am? Like, it's not like you have anywhere <laughs> to go the day after, like... <laughs> yeah, I think my parents. Oh, so, uh, something else is like my parents have been trying to force Henry and I to wake up earlier every day because we've been pretty much eating breakfast around three p.m. and then dinner around like eleven p.m. So like they're kind of like it's gonna mess up your insides. Your health is not gonna be good by doing this. So they've been trying to force us to wake up earlier so we can eat earlier so we can eat dinner earlier. I'm like yo. I have nothing to do the next day anyways. Yo, Are is Henry still working out? At 3 p.m.? No, he's, he goes to his room and then the kitchen. <laughs> it's just those two places. So he doesn't work out anymore. Oh, no. Henry, watch out, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, I think he said to me the other day, he's like, I think I'm getting fat. I'm like, <laughs> eh, happens. Alright, anyways, <laughs> about this episode. Um, so in this episode, we get to talk with a good friend of ours. His name is Zach. Uh, Zach Prohaska. He's a uh, flair bartender. Uh, basically what that means is he does a lot of cool shit with bottles and then pours it out for you so you can have a drink. Um, I had a lot of fun this episode, man. Zach's a lot of fun to talk to. And uh, he he talks about his experience, his knowledge, and just covers a lot. Yeah, I feel like no matter what kind of explanation we try to do with this, it's not going to do the episode justice. Because it's going to be like, those guys basically just said what Zach tried to say. Yeah, like, the thing I really admire about Zach is, like, once he thinks of doing something, he really puts his mind to it. And he's super consistent with his work right now. This guy is the model of consistency that I think of. Like, how many times he's been to the gym straight, um, how often he posts, and just, like, the quality of his posts as well is always, like, top tier. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how he um, talked about comparing the two and how the correlation between them as well. Uh, I never really thought about it in that perspective until the way he was talking about it. And yeah, just hearing how much of a difference that made for him in terms of his business and health together. Yeah, yeah. plus he's built like a fucking statue. Like, yeah. he looks like he was chiseled with, like, a chisel. <laughs> yeah, he was like, someone like took a chisel onto a stone sculpture and like hammered the shit out of it and that's how zach anyways uh i hope you guys enjoyed this episode with zach make sure you check out his stuff he does have a great sale on his program if you are a bartender and you're looking to improve your skills make sure you check out his program check out his page too i mean he has way more followers than us so i'm sure you will be checking out his page but uh yeah any last words peter uh no enjoy that bartending course Um, so basically like, uh, this, this whole thing is being recorded and I'll just like edit it piece by piece. Um, really want to be more conversational too. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Like, thanks for taking the time. I know you're going through some crazy stuff right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to like give you a small rundown of like what we're trying to do, um, with the podcast is, uh. One is, like, we're trying to highlight, like, different entrepreneurs that we know. Um, ideally, people who have been, like, involved in the Six and the Shift community some way or another, which you have been. Um, you've always been supportive and um, always, like, such a, a great person to have in the room. Um, two, we want to promote <laughs> we want to promote entrepreneurship, uh, which I know you're a big, uh, you're a big um, uh, advocate for, um, especially in times like this when, you know, like, some people, like, even though it's a hard time to be an entrepreneur, it's also a hard time to, you know, lose your job, go from a full-time 100%. income to EI. Um, and three is uh, we want to obviously highlight you some way or another. Uh, because right now, like, since we're not able to have events anymore, um, the podcast is a way for us to remind, like, our current Six Initiative audience, like, hey, remember all these cool people that, like, you saw at our events and they started flipping bottles and shit? Like, you know, here's him talking for an hour about his business and what he's done and so forth and so forth. And then hopefully, like, um, have more people interact with you through there, right? Cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but other than that, man, how have you been? How's, how's it been, like, dealing with all this? Well, it's kind of crazy, man. Like, my everything stopped. I can't teach anything right now. And all my events, man. My events until August have been canceled. August. Yeah, man. I lost a lot of big events, man. A lot of trade shows ended up pulling out. And, like, yeah, it sucks, but... But it's like that for everyone, though, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's not working, right? All the restaurants are done, and like, it's it's a it's a it's a weird situation, eh? But yeah, it's definitely really weird. It happened real quick too. Like you know, like it's just it's it's yeah, it's a bit a bit it's been a bit weird. But whatever, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm just still just crushing Instagram and stuff like that, just trying to stay in people's faces while everyone's on social media, eh? Yeah, I th- I saw you put out that big sale like on your masterclass. Like that's a that's a big discount. It's a huge discount, man. It's it's actually crazy too because like man, that masterclass like it's like such a useful skill set. Like I, it's it's really hard to hammer in to people's brains on how much it like changes your career. 
but it also it's like just it's like man i just like the whole master class we just focused on getting somebody a skill set and it's the fastest way for them to learn it and the fastest way for them to use it and it's just like so the discount is huge like so they get it for like 50 bucks it's 285 bucks and it's even more it's even more expensive than that it's just because we just started it yeah. So it's huge discount, but man, it's worth it, man. Everyone's at home. They got no money. So the <laughs> whole goal is that they can practice these moves. Uh, not even just the moves, but like actually learn how to flare properly kind of thing. Um, and then so when they go back to work, they can, you know, use it and they could be like, hopefully make some more money if they're using it pr- uh, properly, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it's a crazy discount. It's like, but it, but it is what it is, right? That's the only, everyone's got no money, eh? <laughs> Yo, at 50 bucks, like I... I don't see why just like even people who aren't like bartenders by trade would just not pick it up and just like learn something for fun. Like at fifty bucks, that's nothing. One hundred percent and one hundred percent. Like I said, man, it's like it's it's literally like designed to make you like a pro overnight. You know what I mean? Like all the moves that I teach people, they learn it like right away. Like look how fast John John learned. Everyone they learn so quick. Yeah. Just teach them real easy things. Man. I swear I learned something. I swear no, I learned something man. one like just one day we were there. Yeah. And that's just a one day, and that's like me not even really teaching. Like yeah. I'm having fun with it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, so hopefully uh, it's, it's been it's decent. It's doing decent anyways, the, the online course. I'm glad that it's selling. But I'm, I'm hoping that it just helps people make some cash over the, when the time comes back to work, man, because this is crazy, man. Everything's shut. It's wild. Yeah. Yo, yo Peter, that's a good buy. I think that's, I think that's your next buy, man. I'm already sold. Yeah, I remember actually my first bartending job. Actually, there was um there was a guy that I was working with, and then he was like, uh, he pulled out these like flare moves out of nowhere, and then I think I told you about this guy one time. Um, and he was like, uh, I was asking him where he learned it from, and this was back when you were still a uh, U flare. And, oh yeah, uh, U flare. <laughs> and then yeah, I was like, that was actually crazy. He I don't know how much he actually took from your classes, but he was he looked like he's been doing it for a long time, and like, I've always been wanting to flip bottles and juggle and stuff so fifty dollars that's an easy sell hey man hey it works buddy like i said honestly it's, it's such a useful talent and anything that makes you look a little bit better than like the average <laughs> when i say the average just like what everyone else is doing you know whatever it is right like you can do anything like just normal but you do something a little bit better and then people go hey that guy or that girl over there they doing something better so they're you can see talent in people right yeah so you have a little bit of flash a little bit of flair People sit there and go, holy cow, I haven't seen that. They only see it on TV. Now you're the guy or the girl that's doing what people are doing on TV. It's it's really, it's like the, it's the cheapest way to look like a pro behind the bar. It's so, it's so silly how it works, but it works. So. I actually, I remember uh, one time we went to Jack Astor's downtown. And uh, it was like me, John, Rels, Rex, and a couple other people. And um, I think the bartender started doing some flaring. And then we john john approached her and like started talking to her about like how she how she learned and stuff and then she's like oh yeah like i learned from this guy um and she mentioned the name of your of what you were before you flare and they were like oh shit that's zach wow. it's such a small yeah, fucking man. world yeah well man I, i'm pretty much the only one that teaches everyone how to do it so i'm like the only karate school eh? <laughs> so anyone that's learning karate is learning from me kind of the, and that's an old one, man. For the one that was Flare Studio in Canada. That yeah, was like something like that. Flare before, uh, well, maybe the TFL. I don't even know. Long yeah, time, time, man. you're like the Mr. Miyagi of flaring, basically. Yeah, I just TFL like too. What's that? I forgot, T- I forgot about the TFL one too. Yeah, that's how it all started, man. That was a long time ago, 2010. I can't believe it's 2020. Um, Zach, that's actually that's actually the thing that I wanted to ask you about the most is like you've rebranded your business so many times first of all like what what makes you decide you have to do that and then second of all what goes behind all that work in the first place um yeah man like we, the rebrand happened a bunch of times because you kind of like to be honest man i think a lot of it started because i just got excited and didn't think it through and just like let's do it you know so i just focused on like the tfl was more of a league that i, I that i created it was a bartending league just to kind of create some uh, competition in the industry, kind of push people to kind of get better, including myself. Um, and actually, man, it turned out pretty good, man. We used to like hold all these bartending comps everywhere and, and, the, and the venues would pay us because we were bringing industry people. Um, but then that turned into a school because, you know, I used to teach at the beach for free. And then uh, uh, so we opened up a school and I didn't want to call a school the TFL, the Toronto Flare League school. It was just weird. So then I was like, all right, we're going to call it Flare Studios Canada. And it was just a big gym where people paid memberships and they would come in and they would learn, like a karate class, pretty much. Uh, I had all the bars set up and everything and they would just practice and we'd do boot camps. 
Um, but then that was kind of limited too because it was just like it was just flair, you know. And it was like you, you got we got to teach how to bartend too. So then I just, and I wanted all, my idea too is I wanted to go bigger and I didn't want to have like flares to use Canada as my online platform. So I just felt like having the word Canada in there uh, and flair like the the whole well, even though you flare was very flair forward, but just Canada in there was I didn't think it was attractive to people who were like international. Um, so then we came up with Uflare, which was like the online way, because that was my goal. I was like, listen, I, get some te- I like teaching people, but I want to teach more people the best that I can. So I'm going to make tutorials and then hopefully do like something worldwide. And then Uflare happened and that was doing all right. And then decided to go more into a different direction. Um, and um, yeah, I went more into like a real bartending thing and cocktails and dreams. CD bartending is what I do now. So it's just been a transition. It's also been changing through the through. Um, the industry as well, where when I first started, Flares to Use Canada, everything, the, the competition style flair was very popular behind the bar, um, and the competitions were big, so I decided to do the youth flair so I can get that worldwide atmosphere. So it felt like youthflare.com sounded bigger than Flare Studios Canada. So I went youth flair, and then, uh, yeah, and then just now we're like, now I'm just toning it back, so it's less flair. I'm not teaching, I showcase a lot of flair in my videos. But I'm just trying to show people like the stuff that I do in my videos, that's just for videos and shows and competitions. But like I bring it down into teaching people this like really small basic uh, package to have. And it's like it will make you just as good as me. Right. So like not as good, but you'll look as good because when you're busy, you can only do so much. Right. So right. that stuff's usually easy to work with. So, yeah, man, just the transition has gone. But the work process sucks because I like to do all the videos. And so you're like you come up with all this like you know, videos and content for social media for Flares to Use Canada or TFL, and then you want to change up that you want to start posting Flares to Use Canada. Um, you know, you're changing up again. You got to do the whole thing again. You got to rebrand, and it's, it's annoying, but it's fun, though, too. If you're a creative person, then, like, I'm sure you guys ever, you guys sit down and think of stuff that you want to do, what your gym is going to look like. You probably look what kind of weights you want. And then once you get all that, then the next five years pass, you're going to want black weights instead. You're going to want a different logo. So you're constantly upgrading. Even where I am now, man, the logo, I'm going to slowly start to change uh, uh, in probably about a year and a half uh, now and just kind of just, just keep upgrading. So my upgrade went through different businesses. But the same goal at the end of, at the, end of the process is just to make better bartenders, right? So, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of work, man. It's a pain in the butt. A lot of, it can be expensive mistakes, that's for sure. Um, but you live, you learn, you know. So, but it's actually easier the second and third time you go through it because you already know what you got to go through. So you're just like, man, I did it before, I can do it again, right? And you do it smarter now. So instead of spending all this time on tutorial after tutor- tutorial and trying to read up all this information and trying to find the right way to do it, you've already figured that out. So when you have to do it again, it's just it's easier. Um, and you kind of, the best thing about it too, I find with the rebrand too, is you kind of get an idea of what has been working a lot better. Um, and then you can also see things in like some of your competition or people that are trying to do the same things that you're doing that they're doing that you used to do. You know, and you kind of, you can, if you want, you can reach out to them and say, hey, you know, that doesn't work or it does work or not that it doesn't work, but it's just, yeah, you just, it's a growing process, right? So it's, it's uh, yeah, that's how it was for me anyway. Um, but yeah, the branding's a lot of work. You know, you guys know, you guys are branding yourself as well. Yeah. I think the, the coolest part about all the rebranding that you have done, like, uh, it's not just uh, changing the name. Like, I think it's a very noticeable difference, at least uh, from what I was seeing following your page and everything. Uh, like when you changed to CD bartending, for example, like all of your posts, like you were saying, were more catered to not just like flair. It was also how to be more efficient when you're bartending, um, beginner moves, all that stuff. So it's not just changing the name. There was like a whole different mission behind the name change as well. And uh, you were saying that's kind of like adapting to the um, industry, right? So uh, for you, do you find it's just like mostly just trial and error as to seeing what works, what doesn't work? That, that kind of pushes you to make that change, or like what what else? Uh, what other factors? Do yeah. You find? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of trial and error. A lot of there's a lot of error. <laughs> Probably a lot more error than anything. Eh? Um, but yeah, you just you, that's all it is. You just try it out and see how it works, and you see how people react to it. And sometimes your new ideas trump your old ideas because you're just like, oh wait, that won't work because of this, and then. You're constantly just kind of growing and, and, and just figuring out ways, you know? Like, now i got to try and study this darn TikTok. I don't even know how this TikTok works. <laughs> oh, bro, works, you would man. kill it on TikTok, it's crazy. man. I watch these things, and I don't get it. I, man, I've got a couple of videos on there, and I've got, like, one view. And I'm like, I just don't I don't get it. So i got to learn to do some tutorials on it. That's why we're lucky, too, eh? Anything that we want to learn, go to YouTube, eh? How Here, brilliant is that? Here's actually a good piece of you advice. Know? Everything you do, just do it shirtless. <laughs> do it shirtless. Yeah. Well, not right now, man. I'm, I'm eating quarantine food, man. Macaroni, <laughs> and like, I'm not worried. I, you know, this, I, I'm sure the quarantine thing's gonna solve. Hopefully, I'm not saying soon, but it's gonna. It, I think it's gonna resolve for the better. 
but you never know. So I'm not like super picky on my on my food intake. Eh? <laughs> I'm just like mm, noodle. Who knows my what might happen? So I'm oh, gonna have some instant noodle. I've I've been doing a lot of grilled cheese for some reason. I don't know why, oh, but I've just been making. Ali made a grilled cheese yesterday, man. I added it. It was great. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing. It's amazing. I, I put salami in it for, for, for some oh, reason. That's a, good, that's a good addition, man. Yeah. Salami? Yeah. It was, man, I love food. <laughs> Yo, actually, I've uh, I've always wondered this. I've never asked. How did you go from, like, just being a bartender to evolving into, like, your own business and having your own brand and your own company? Like, Yeah, man. To be honest, man, ever since I, like, when I first started bartending, I've I started as a waiter in restaurants. I didn't want to bartend. I just wanted to be a waiter. I wanted to save some money because I wanted to get into uh, movie makeup, like special effects, like all the alien oh. masks and stuff. And I was like, that's so, yeah, I mean, I was like, that. I still love to do it if I could. And I will. Um, but um, With the rock. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm gone, rock, let's work out. Um, yeah, so I, I worked there. I started, then I started bartending. Um, but I always kind of wanted to do my own thing. I fell in love with bartending. So I always, like, I had, like, I've got still got books floating around, too, of, of drawings of bars that I designed back in, like, 2000. Um, just because I enjoyed it. So I, I opened up uh, an incorporation back in, like, 2000 called Pubs, Inc. And it was P-U-B-Z. Um, and I was going to, my, my mindset was I was going to open up a franchise of pubs all over the city um, and it was just called pubs but it would be like whatever street it's on so for example if it was on like finch it would be called pubs on finch and then pubs on young and pubs on shepherd that was like my idea when i was a young kid um so i opened that up and then i just i just um was a daydreamer and just got bought books and learned about it and what i would want to do with a bar and stuff like that um and then i came across flair i met a flair bartender and i used to be the funny thing is man i used to be really anti-flair man like I would, and I was a very driven bartender too, man. I bought all the bartending books. I know I did all, I practiced my speed, my pour. Like I, I wanted to be the best, but I didn't want to flare. I thought it was stupid. And I met this guy that he could do it. And I used to like talk smack behind his back, man. He used to talk, he used to tell me how he could do this and do that. And when he would walk away, I took a bottle and I would spin it in my hand and it would spill all over me. And I'd be like, this guy's full of it, man. I'm not, how do you not spill? Like I just, I was such a hater. Um, but I saw a guy do a cool trick on TV. So I learned it. Um, because I thought it was cool when I saw it on TV, and I, I kind of caught myself in the moment. I was like, wait a second. If that was cool, and I hate it, I mean, like, maybe I can use this for some money. Um, but that's what happened, man. And I learned how to do it, and I slowly started doing it behind the bar. And then it was like a complete game changer for my, my career. My regulars were more impressed. My friends were, like, trying to, like, especially when they were drinking, like, yo, yo, Zach, do that. Do, do something. Do something. And I would do something for them. And every time they brought a new friend, they would nudge their friend. and be like, yo, this is my bartender, Zach. Do something crazy, and I would do the most, I don't know, stupidest thing at the time. I was young and throwing crazy bottles around, not paying attention. But, um, yeah, man, and so it started to, like, I started to see the attention from it. I started to see more in the tip jar from it. Um, and then I used to work for a Kelsey's back in the day. Kelsey's was, uh, oh. was, was yeah, Kelsey's were like, they used to be, like, pubs. They used to be, like, bars. And then they got bought by Kara, and they turned them into this, like, restaurant kind of thing. So I moved into the restaurant thing with Kara, and it, I just didn't like it, didn't like the atmosphere. Uh, I felt really family, you know, not that that's wrong. I just, no one wants to get drunk and have fun. Uh, <laughs> so I quit. And then right there, man, like right when I quit the day, I quit, I went home and went on the website and found a job that uh, in Japan, they were looking, I remember it was on, on workopolis.com and it said, um, looking for a Canadian flair bartender. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and, and it was in Osaka too. So me and my buddy at the, at the bar, at the bar I used to work at, up in Markham, we used to talk about going to Japan and going to Osaka, like, we just wanted to go. And it just kind of, like, it's weird, man. It was, like, manifested. It just kind of happened. Um, I, I applied, and then the guy sent me, um, they, they flew me over to Japan. I was supposed to stay there for six months. Um, and I hated, like, not, I didn't hate, but the first week was a bit tough, um, just because the, the, the time difference and the language barrier was rough in the beginning. Uh, but I fell in love with it, man, and I stayed for four years. But during, during the season when I was there, and I stayed for four years, I was thinking about opening up a bar over there. I was just constantly taking ideas, um, changing it, you know, um, then when I came back, I, I started the TSL and I did get that kind of more, more of a selfish reason for myself because I used to do competitions and I wanted to practice my own stage time. So I was like, oh, I'll make a league and expect like five to 10 guys to show up and we'll just, you know, but our first competition, man, there was like 27 competitors and like the bar was originally closed. They had one bartender on because they were like, yeah, we'll use money on a closed night and it's filled and they did a, uh, like $10,000 in sales, which is a huge number for, that's like a busy a busy bar, man. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it, it, it kind of flowed and I was like, okay, so I kind of started getting money out of it and then that's, it, I used to practice or teach at the beach. That's when it closed, the, 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 we would not do it at the beach because the snow would hit in the, in the winter. So I rented a studio, 
got turned to Flare Studios Canada, and then so on, man. Just kept teaching, wanted to go online, then went to Uflare, made some mistakes with Uflare, doing my own thing now, and now I'm TV bartender. So the whole, it just, it kind of just, I just had an entrepreneur mindset when I was a younger man. I don't know how. I think, man, to be honest, I think it's still my dad. My dad was always doing like, it sounds kind of funny, but he always tried to invent things. He always, he was a dreamer. He's a dreamer, right? He always tried to invent things and like, he always wanted to like open up a resort. So maybe I just listened to his stories and I kind of like stuck with me. I'm not sure how it happened, but I always try to look on how I could do more with what I was doing. Cause I, did, I never liked having a boss. Even if you were a good boss, you could be the best guy ever. But if you tell me to change kegs, I'll be like, yeah, cool. But just something inside me is like, cool, you change kegs. You know, like I just didn't want to do it. So I just kind of wanted to work myself. And I always thought of myself as going to be a millionaire one day, still thinking about it. Um, but yeah, man, so I just kind of, that's how it started. I don't know how I, how it came. I'm just guessing I just learned it from my dad and my mom. My mom actually opened a company when she was younger too. So maybe that's what it was. So, but yeah, I just wanted to do my own thing and just study the industry and kind of slowly figure out how do I can survive without having a boss kind of thing. That's a crazy story. Holy shit. How's your experience like in Japan bartending versus like bartending in Canada? Yeah, man, it was crazy in Japan. So, like, the bar that I worked at, man, it was the busiest bar I've ever seen in my life. Like, even when I come back to Toronto, like, <clears throat> I've worked in the busy spots downtown Toronto. I've worked at the Loose Moose, which is a super busy spot right at the corner of Front and Young. Constantly busy because there's always events, was always events for the quarantine. Um, but the hockey games, the basketball games, concerts, so it was packed, man. And then I moved over to the Jack Astors right next door. They were even busier. And, like, these guys were making lots of these. It was a busy bar. But it was nothing compared to uh, to uh, when I worked at Sam and Dave. Sam and Dave, it was like, it was just crazy, man. The rules, they're obviously a little bit more tamed on the rules. And they just love to drink. And we would do sales that I, I, insane sales in five hours. Like, we would do $10,000 in sales in an hour on a bar, which is like, some of these bars, like, they're nice. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was just, it was wild. And it was fun, man. It was just a different kind of atmosphere. My job interview was actually, they said to me, um, they asked me if I drank. And I was like, ooh. I'm like, trick question. I'm like, yeah, I drink occasionally. And the guy's like, well, you're going to have to drink while you work. Like, it, it, this is the kind of bar that it is. You have to party party with your guests. You know, you buy them a drink, you have a shot with them, and they have a shot with you. And you kind of like, it's this cool, like, little bit of a, of a relationship you build over there. It's a little bit more fun that way. And it's, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of smokers, though, at, at least at that time. The whole bar, I used, to, I used to, like, leave the bar smelling like, smelling like tobacco, eh? Um, but it was fun, man. It was busy, but they work a lot too, man. There was like no, no, um, like you didn't have much days off. Like I have two days off a week, but there was times where you're working like a full week from like 2 p.m. till 5 in the morning because they would have like a, a week break for everyone who was working. And it was just, it was wild. It was a lot of work, but a lot of fun, man. It was a good time. That's a lot of alcohol. Holy you shit. Got, you guys should go, man. Yeah. Have you been to Japan? Never. You should go, man. It's fun, Yo, man. Can, Food's can amazing. You speak Japanese? I man, I used to be a lot better. I used to be a lot better, man. Like, I, I, like, I, I'm a bit shy right now, but I can probably hold like a, maybe right now, probably a broken conversation. And so, but I used to be a lot better, man. I used, to, well, I used to, my old ex-girlfriend was Japanese, so we always spoke, and like, I was, I was. There's not much English over there, eh? So every time, like, I had to learn. And the thing that sucks is I spent uh, my first year, like, being stubborn and being like, oh, I can get by by just doing sign language. And I was like, I didn't try to like learn. I wish I actually put some time into practicing it. Um, but yeah, man, it was, I, I can learn. I, I, I mean, it's actually not that difficult of a language. You know, you can learn how to read. Not all they, they got three different alphabets, but you can learn how to read two of them in like 45 minutes. What? So, yeah, man, there's some wow. good books out there. I probably have a book around here too that teaches how. It's like, just kind of just, it's fun. It's an easy way to learn. So, but yeah, it's awesome. If you guys have never been, man, put it on your list. It's a beautiful spot, man. The people are great. The food is wonderful. Um, there's always just something to look at. They're always ahead of the game. Like I had, I had a, um, an iPod Touch before it was even in, in a thought in, in, uh, in America. Like it was like they were, people were just advertising it. And like my mom showed her friend, like, yeah, he's got an iPod Touch. And he's like, no way. And I was like sitting there playing with my iPod Touch. I remember seeing it being like, what is this? Like, couldn't figure it out. Mind blown, eh? Japan's been on my list since uh, Fast and Furious, so I'm even more sold now. Yeah, man. You gotta check it out, dude. It's a lot of fun. Going back to kind of like what you're doing right now. For the people who are listening right now and like have never seen Zach in person, um, they have to understand that he's like a physical specimen. Like he is like ripped from like top to bottom. So um, I know you've told me before like how important fitness is to you. 
um, how you use it to kind of discipline yourself and kind of teach yourself good habits. But why, what drives you so much to be like physically fit? And do you think that's helped you in your business as well? Yeah, man. Oh, dude. When I got healthy, man, everything started changing. Like everything. So like for me, like, so I was kind of lucky when I grew up. I was like, I was, I was in good shape. I was like an athletic build, you know, growing up. I was, I was lean. I had muscle mass. Um, I was just, I was lucky. I was fortunate to have good genetics growing up. But what happened is because I also come from a heavy family. So like my dad's heavy. My brother's a bit heavy. He's actually lost a lot of weight right now too. He's doing great. Um, but we've had like just like really crappy eating habits growing up. Like we would, and we would like always play hockey. So there was just no time to cook. My parents were super busy. So we would like be eating pizza and like macaroni and like usually the fast food. Like just, it was just super unhealthy. Um, but I had, so I had such a bad eating habit, but because I had, when I was younger, I had good metabolism. I was just like, I had the mindset, like I can eat anything and I'll never gain weight kind of thing. Right. And then you get to 30 and that changes, man. So I got heavy pretty quick because I was just eating bad food and I was stressed over, uh, over my, uh, my business. Um, and yeah, and I just got heavy really quick, but I felt, I felt the whole changes, but it wasn't just the heavy, it was the kind of food that I was eating. Like I just I wasn't eating anything with nutrition, and I was like, it was like Tim Hortons in the morning, McDonald's for breakfast, Subway for a snack, and pizza, pizza, like at four in the morning. Like I was just eating, and I, and I don't just eat one cheeseburger. Like I go out there and I'll pig out. Like if I'm going to have a light meal at McDonald's, it's a large diet coke, two McDoubles with a sweet and sour sauce, uh, and two junior chickens with a sweet and sour sauce. And that's just me like just being like, it's four little cheeseburgers. But I would eat that by the time I would drive back to the studio. Like, I would eat it like cookies in the car. You know, like, there's, I just love to eat. So, um, but yeah, man, I just, I felt like, and it just, it was, it was messing with my, my, my memory. Uh, I remember when I was working, I was kind of messed up with my memory. My energy level sucked. I was sleeping all the time. I used to, like, lie to my students. I used to, like, teach them. And I would be so tired while teaching them. Like, literally, man, standing up and my eyes being like, it was crazy. So I would like lie to them and tell them that I was going to the bank. And I'd be like, all right, guys, you guys practice. I'm going to go to the bank. I'll be back in 20, and then I'm going to test you out. And I would go to the car and have a nap. Hey, I had that like 20-minute <laughs> alarm nap. And then one of my students came out, and she went for a smoke, and she saw the car. And she walked up, and she saw me sleeping in the car. And she took a picture, and she sent it to me. And she's like, so this is what it's like training with Zach Verhaska. And I was like, it was like a, the most unflattering photo. And uh, I just kind of, man, it was just weird. I just, I just, I lost control with food, man. I just kept eating and like eating and eating and eating. And I was gaining weight and I got stuck with a bad habit. And I just, man, I just, the minute I was able to catch myself and pull myself back, um, it was better, man. One, um, I remember I tried to have a nap because I would always sleep at like two o'clock and then I would like try and have a nap and my eyes were like wide open. I'd be like, what's going on? Like I sleep every day. I sleep at this time. And I just couldn't sleep. And I started to notice that my whole energy levels were changing. My memory was getting better. <clears throat> The weight was falling off, and all I did, man, is I dropped sugar, man. I just I used to eat so much sugar. Everything that I ate was sugar, and I used to drink so much Diet Coke, uh, so much Diet Coke that even like my, when I was in high school, my first email was decoca.com because I went to hotmail.com because I was like a Diet Coke fanatic. Um, it was so lame, but I just I had a really crappy diet, man. I was getting no new, no good nutrition. So I focused on the, um, the no sugar, and I lost, man, I lost a lot of weight really quick, man. I, mean, I wasn't even that active at the gym, um, but I just was really strict on the sugar because I watched a documentary about uh, a thing called Candida, and it kind of scared me straight. Um, but I lost the weight. I felt great. You know, everything, the work, business was better. I felt more motivated. I was just, I had more energy to do things instead of sometimes coming to the studio and sometimes having a nap. I used to do that all the time. Um, so... Um, yeah, man, and then I, I, I gained the weight again, slowly started gaining the weight again because I started dating Callie, and <laughs> she loved to eat, and I loved to eat, and we're brand new and fresh, and we're eating, like, a large pizza each with a poutine each, and like, we just, like, bonding <laughs> over, you know, booze and, and, and food, and then, man, I gained, I gained, like, 25 pounds, like, gained 25 pounds like this, like, so much faster, um, but then I got involved with TLS. And I wanted to learn more about TLS. And then uh, the one thing I really like about the TLS, man, is it gave me like structure. It gave me like a list of like, just eat this. And if it's not on here, don't eat it. Like some of the recipes I followed and stuff too. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll just stick to the list, right? And then we started the 21-day challenge. Uh, and then I was like, but my mindset was like, okay, 21-day challenge comes in, man. I'm not stopping at 21. Because I remember what happened last time. I stopped. I, got, I lost weight in December. I felt great. And then me and Callie got together and I gained the weight back like this. So I realized, I'm like, when they talk about it being like a lifestyle, it's like, it's a lifestyle. It's not like no ifs, ands, or buts. Like every day I want to eat pizza, 100%. Like why not? Everybody does. But I just, 
I eat so much of it. I don't like. I didn't like what it did to me. So um, the TLS kind of gave me that structure. So we did the 21 day challenge. I remember everyone was like, after the 21 days, people were like, all right, let's go to Kenny. Or whatever that <laughs> And I was like, I ain't going to Kenny's, man. I'm like, I'm not. If I if I go to Kenny's right now, I'm gonna have the boost calorie intake, and it's just gonna switch it back, and I'm gonna lose my momentum. So I stuck to it, man. And like, and then it just, I just focused on it. And anytime I started to slowly gain weight, I would go back to what the TLS program would teach me. And it was just like not even the TLS program, man. It was just that list, you know. I, even the 21 day challenge, I didn't even follow it properly. I just, just did. I only ate what was on the list. Um, and then I just, yeah, man, I just started focusing on my, on going back to the gym again. And that was my main thing, man. I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like a superhero and I wanted to look like a rock star. I want to be that guy. And especially cause I'm getting older now too. And I saw what age can do and the metabolism slow down and not even just that, just constantly having a bad habit to eat like crap for 30 years. You're going to, you know, it's going to have an effect on you. Right. So I just kind of just said, forget it, man. Enough is enough. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in, in bad shape. I don't want to be unhealthy. I want to be that guy that walks into the room and people go like, geez, look at that guy. He's jacked. Well, you because are that one guy. Way. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I have to go to the gym every day for it, though, eh? So, um, but, like, it's, uh, that's what it is, man. It's like, you got to, like, once you realize, you just got to you just gotta do it, man. And like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, man. Like, like, even right now, the gyms are all shut. I'm still coming to the studio. I'm working out here. Or, you know, I'm working out at home. And I put even more workout at home now, too, because I don't have any heavy weights. So I'm making sure that I get at least a bit of a pump. You know, I don't want to do it, but I got to do it because I just I know what I want to look like. And it's just the only way to look like it, man, is to, to work for it. Eh? So you just got to kind of grind. Like, look how much weight you're lifting. You can't just do that if you weren't. But the weight that you lift is disgusting. It makes me feel like a, like a baby at the gym. <laughs> like, when I see you at the gym, I try to, like, not even hang out with you because you're just, like, take my max and you're doing warm-ups with it. The you're last like, time I saw you at the gym, you were incline benching the same as me, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I remember because yeah. you were like, oh, you're lifting so much. And then next thing I know, you're lifting the same. I was like, fucking Zach, he's just trying to make me feel good. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm doing it four times and you were just doing it as a warm-up. Like, you're, you're strong, dude. But, yeah, just yeah, that's what I wanted to be, man. So I just I put in the work in, in the fitness because also, too, man, it's better for my brand, man. To be honest, it's better for my brand, especially for what I do. I'm, I'm in the industry. I'm, like, in probably one of the most unhealthiest industries. Like, you're constantly surrounded by bad food. You're constantly surrounded by booze, drugs, late nights, no sleep, hangovers. You know, you're just, it's not the healthiest lifestyle, right? And it's, it's, and it's easy to get caught into it. Especially, you walk into the kitchen, you're looking for, uh, you're looking for somebody's food, and there's somebody who's either, like, it's, it's, a, it's a mistake. Someone made an extra pizza, and the cook is like, hey, man, you want these pizza? Or there's just abundance of fries, and you're constantly eating. You've got a pop gun behind your bar, and if you like Coca-Cola, you're constantly having put Coca-Cola the whole night. I was drinking Diet Coke, you know, but, like, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough industry to be in, man. And it, 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 you know, it, yeah, man, it's, it sucks. So I figured if I gained, you know, a bit more muscle and, and looked a little bit more healthy one i would be happy two my viewers etc on my viewers so they see a guy he's like okay you know he's not just a bottle flipper you know he's not just a bartender he's health conscious he's motivated he's like you know he's, he's he wants to take care of himself he wants the best version of himself and if i'm doing it and everyone who knows me and knows how lazy i am hopefully it pushes them to do it you know and then not only about you know what you do with your body it's the same thing with your business as a, as a, as a bartender if you, if, Going to the gym for me does the same thing that flared it to my career. You know what I mean? It's it's an upgrade. You know, when I walk into a business meeting and people, my clients will make a comment about my fitness. They'll go, oh, you work out, eh? And it's like, yeah, I do. Like, I work out every day and I appreciate your compliment. I appreciate you noticing. I appreciate that because it's, it's something that they say, holy man, like, good for you, you know? And it, it's worth it, man. So I just, I figured if I'm going to try and do this, become this whole successful millionaire thing, I might as well do it like, like guys like The Rock, like, like, look at The Rock, man. The guy's super successful. He's super talented, well-rounded, but he takes care of himself, too. It's a bonus on top of it, man. Like, I don't think he's just, like, this monster of a man. He's practically, like, what most men would want to be. Tall, smart, uh, fit, strong, talented, right? You know, but he worked for all of those things. So it's just kind of, for me, it's just like, okay, so I get my fitness down. So hopefully the people that can, you know, you know respect the fact that I'm putting work into my fitness, they can be like, oh, okay, it's, just, it's, a little, it's about getting a little bit more respect because I think, I think naturally what humans do is I think people do respect people's work. You acknowledge people's work. Like people who are successful, there's a lot of people say they got there, you know, it was given to them, but a lot of times it's not. You know that. It's all work. Like it, it's all like putting in the time and doing the things that you don't want to do, and that's, and that's how you do it, right? So I'm just trying to 
do that well in, in, in everything, right? In my business, but mostly I just try to do it on myself because, man, this is my business is great. But to be honest, man, this is like this is more important. Hey, the body is more important. You got to take for care sure. of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, man, I, like I said, I've hung out with some unhealthy people for a long time, man. And I just not for me, man. Not for me. There used to be a video that we used, that the TLS used to show, and it was a split screen. Do you remember? It was like an old man. And it was the same old man in another video, and it was just showing how it would end in there with, if they were like to uh, take care of themselves. Maybe it wasn't a TLS video, but I saw it. I saw it at one of our of uh, one of our events, and uh, it was cool, man. It was just like you see the one guy; he's like super brittle, he's super old because he's not, you know, he's not eating, he's not working out, he's not doing this, not doing that. And the other guy that's taking care of himself, he's like putting on a watch, and they both look like they're 85, 90 years old. You know what I mean? And I just, I think. We're getting older, and man, we're getting older quick. So you might as well take care of yourself now, so you're not stuck at a at the age of seventy, and you're just like, oh no, man, like it's hard to get off the floor, or you know, or my knees are broken, or busted up, or I've got diabetes, or I've got, you know, what I mean, it's just maintenance, man, every yeah. day. Yeah, I think you made like a really, really good point that a lot of people don't take into consideration consideration for their business, is that uh, when you look, it, it's kind of this unspoken rule, but like. When you look better, it's easier for people to take you seriously. And as shitty as that sounds, it's kind of just this, like, inherent nature that humans have. Is that, like, mm-hmm. they might take you more seriously. They'll um, listen to what you have to say. You'll appear more authoritative. And just also, yeah, to further your point, like, it's important to, you know, stay healthy so you can live longer. How many days straight have you been in the gym now? Today is nine, give me nine. I haven't worked out, I'm sorry, I haven't worked out with weights. I worked out in the morning, I've been doing push ups and stuff. Um, but today is 941. 941. Holy crap. <laughs> but I'll be honest, man, I'm super bummed though. I'll be honest, man, I'm super, super bummed about it because, like, my my no days off challenge was gym day challenges, right? And not that it's not the same, it's just still the same. To be honest, I'm working out in the studio. I'm still, man, I get, I try to get more of a pump at the studio or at home <laughs> than I do at, the, at home. At, or, at home, I try and do that. I just try and get more of a pump than I do at the gym, or at least it's equivalent to one, right? Um, but I, I, I hate it because, like, my goal started because I wanted to be in the gym because I used to drive to the gym and sit there and not go in it and just sit on Instagram for, like, an hour and then talk myself not to go into the gym and drive away. So when I started my gym, Yo, day, I, I was like, that's it, every day. And then 935 days, I, my gym closed down at the condo, and I didn't see that coming. Oh, even so your condo gym closed down too. Yeah, man. I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't even think of it, man. I just was just like, okay, good life's closed. I got my condo gym. No big deal. And then, like, I, did, I thought they were going to give more of a warning, too. Like, hey, guys, just letting you know, condo gym can be closed Monday. And if that were the case, I would have kind of been more prepared. But it was just like all of a sudden it was like, condo gym's closed. And I was like, what? And that was like my 935th uh, day. So that was, I think, 935 was my first home workout. The, the amount of times I've done that where I drove to the gym and just sat outside for an hour and then went back home. But if also I did the math for anybody that's listening and doesn't want to do the math, 941 days, two years, seven months, and one day. So yeah. two years. And, and, in, and in November 2018, me and Abdul went to and did his Mayhem program, and it was two times a day, every day for October. So that guy is insane. You guys that. Know, yeah, that guy is wild. So yeah, man, every day, like multiple times. I just, man, I figured I used to hate the gym, and then you kind of like suck at it for long enough that you don't hate it as much because you just kind of go, oh, okay, and then you kind of get better at it and you like it. And now, man, to be honest, it's it's a habit that I'm never gonna lose. One hundred percent. I want I want to be I want to be that old ninety year old guy that's jacked. I want like to be on Entertainment Tonight. And like, Look at this guy; he's two hundred years old, and he's just like just ripped. You know, like maybe my skin hanging. I don't care, but I just want to be like the guy, like Goose. You know. So I just want to ask my choices when I get older. I want to be like Zeus, so I'm going to keep working on myself. Right? Yeah, honestly. I pick up those weights like you, man. Honestly, there are days, the days I don't work out, I always feel weird. Um, yeah. Especially when I, like, took your challenge to work out every day. Um, I think I got to, like, I think I got to 80-something, 80-something days yeah, I got to. Before, I think I got sick and I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. Um, after that... Anytime I start a new workout program or I wrote something up for myself, anytime I had a rest day, I always felt so off. Like, it was just, it's weird. It just becomes this habit that you have to yeah. keep going because it just makes you feel better, right? Yeah, man. It and then totally you, does. you actually, and for me, I'm a, 
uh, I spent a lot of time like in the in the fitness scene because of my powerlifting and just like meeting a lot of people. You actually use that strategy to help you compete in a contest, which is like, I think it's unheard of. I've never heard anyone train every single day and eventually build themselves up to competing. So what was that like? Well, man, I think a lot of people get a little confused when, when you say that you train every day. So, like, when I train every day, it's not like I'm doing, like, max deadlifts and, like, max squats, max bench. Like, I lift heavy when I can. Like, I try to keep strong. But, man, my focus is main on is just maintenance and blood pump and just, get, and like, if I'm leaving the gym swollen, I'm happy, right? I got something happened. I got some work done, right? It may not be the proper work done, but it got done. So that's, like... So when I say to people when they got to work out every day, they don't have to go to the gym every day like me, and they don't have to do crazy workouts every day. Like, they just have to, like, just give themselves the attention that they need, that they, that their body, that everybody needs. Everybody needs to get a little bit of exercise. Everybody needs to get a little bit of movement. And the older we get, the more we know that. Like, man, like, the older I get, it's harder to get off the floor. You know, your hips are tighter. And it's because there's no maintenance involved, man. I used to have really bad shoulders. I had no idea what mobility exercises were. I didn't, well, look at your brother. He fixes people all the time. Like, I had no idea. Now my shoulders are, like, 100%. Like, the pain is gone. I work out every day, but it's not like I go and push myself to the limits where I'm, like, puking every day. Sometimes I go into the gym and I'll spend 15 minutes of just like workout, just, do, just get a little bit of a pump. And I go, I consider those my off days. I consider those my days where, you know what, man, I didn't want to go to the gym, but I'll go in there. I'll spend 15 minutes. And 15 minutes can happen like that. Like 15 minutes, you can spend 15 minutes at the gym before you even know it. You know, but I'll go in there, I'll lift a couple weights, I'll hate it. Even there's been times where I, I quit. I'll walk in there, I'll do a couple bench presses, and I'm like, man, I'm tired, I'm out of here. And I left. That's for me, I still went. I did something. My body was, was, did something. It may not be appreciative of the, of, the, of, the, of the workout, but hey, man, it's better than sitting in the car and driving away like I used to, right? <laughs> so for me, it's about appreciating yourself and putting a little bit, giving yourself a little bit of love. Like, it's super important, man. I think everyone should put a little love in their body. They got to work out. You got you to get that blood flow going, right? It's important to switch up the diet a bit. Like, if you were eating like me and you're eating pizza and McDonald's every day, man, yeah, it's delicious, but it's terrible for you, man. I mean, I mean we all know it, so we can't deny it. Um, and it's important. Like, I want to start getting into meditation because, man, I'll, like, look at all these, like, you ever watch a lot of successful people? They all meditate. A lot of them do. Like, they're, they're clear of their mind because they got themselves to a level where they got to focus on, on, on developing every part of their body, right? Like, you got to be really well-rounded in this world, I feel. Um, they don't have to be really well-rounded, but it's good to be well-rounded. It's good to be healthy. It's good to be mentally healthy. And to be mentally, mentally healthy, you got to work on your body, right? You got to, you got to, you got to focus on that diet because for me anyways, when I would eat so much carbs, I would get get so tired and I was just it would put me to sleep there was no and then putting me to sleep would slow down my my, my work with the studio or it would slow down you know me it would make my decision whether if I want to go to the gym or not you know because I was just I was, I was fueling myself with bad bad carbs like all the the McDonald's and the pizza and stuff I was doing that all the time yeah and it's just I, I think you, you focus on your your eating and then you feel better your energy is your energy level raises and then you start noticing it in your body and then you start working on yourself you start getting a result you feel stronger you know and then you start maybe read a book that's something i'm trying to get into man i'm having a hard time getting into reading but i would yeah, love to you know man like what what opportunities can happen out there for any one of us you know if we just put a little bit more magic in this guy right put a little bit more brain weight you know i gotta start reading more man i gotta start learning more I got to start listening to more audios. This is important, you know, and especially guys like yourself and the guy and, and people that you share the whole entrepreneur message with. It's like, listen, if you're going to take an entrepreneur lifestyle, you can't just do it like, no big deal. I'm going to make a million dollars because I tried that for years and I'm still not even close because I wasted so much time not doing what I knew I should have been doing, you know, like, so it's like. It's like that ending. So I think just, yeah, take care of your body, man, because your body will take care of your mind, and then your mind will take care of your body. It's a teamwork thing, and then you move on to your next challenge, and you start focusing on your financial problems or your goals for your, your, your business or whatever it is. But you just got to keep, like, pushing it. It, it sucks because it's nonstop work. But it's worse. Like, what else are you going to spend your time on? Like, Netflix? Netflix is cool. Speaking of Netflix, Tiger King was pretty good. But... Um, <laughs> But like, it's just like, you know, it's just like, you, you have a choice on, on what you want to do with what the time that you have. And like, when you get honestly, man, when you get to my age, I'm noticing, especially quarantine, you guys too. But I feel like these days are going by. Like oh, they this. fly. Like, yeah, man. All of a sudden, I keep going to bed. It's like, I'm going to bed again. Like, it's time to go to bed. Like, they're going by so fast, man. And like, months go by like that. Weeks, weeks, months, years. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you get to my age and you're like, damn, I could have been in a way better position if I just 
did what I was thinking of doing like a decade ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, these quarantine days have been flying by. Like, I'll I'll get some stuff off my to do list. Next thing I know, it's like four o'clock or five o'clock. I'm just like, wow, like everything's flying by. But um, now that you brought that up, I actually did want to touch on that. But um, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier in terms of how the the pandemics affected you. Um, but how have you adjusted? Like, what's what have you been doing, or what do you plan to do to um, adjust your business to accommodate for this? Yeah, man. So my business, I, I, I have three uh, ways of income from my business. It's like one-on-one training or training at my studio, um, events, and online training. So, um, oh, and like social media, you know, you're like a little bit of little bit of money here and there for doing like influencer stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I'm totally shut down on my events. Like, like I said earlier on, they're completely gone until August, um, which is huge. I mean, that's a massive loss, um, but it is what it is. Um, I can't teach. So right now, man, I'm just really focused on, uh, on my online master propagating that big discount. Um, I'm focused more on doing a little bit more like, um, uh, not lectures, but more, more live videos on my Instagram. There's a lot of people out there, especially a lot of bartenders that have bartended before they learned Flair. A lot of them don't see the importance of Flair because they were like me, because they just don't know the importance of Flair. You know, so I just want to kind of let them know that I can work for them. So, you know, when they get that chance to get back to work, they can make some more money. So I'm doing a lot more pushing my my online content. I'm actually doing a lot more um, studying and looking into doing like one-on-one Skype um, or Zoom. This is my first Zoom, so this could actually work too. I want to do more like one-on-one lessons uh, online and kind of see if I can help people out who are during quarantine, maybe give them a, a few moves, a little bit of training so when they get back, um, they can they can use it behind the bar, or if they want to impress their social media or something, they got something a little fly that they can show their their viewers. Um, but it's, it's all focused online now, man. Like to be honest, there's like my clients for events, and even like the people that like we do a lot of work with, we're messaging each other like, man, how are you guys? <laughs> like there's a whole the whole event business is like is done. Like nobody's getting married. Like everyone's got it. Just it, people are just like sitting ducks, just watching Netflix. So, um, did you did you get any deposits or anything, or it's just like it's just yeah, all the money just deposits. gone? Well, I've got deposits, but I usually it depends it depends on the on the event, depends on the client. You know, a lot of my clients are really good clients, but I don't bother taking the deposits right away. Um, lesson learned, obviously, didn't expect <laughs> a, a, a worldwide virus. Um, but it's uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if I would change that right away too, because this is something that's kind of like one in a. One in a million. At least I hope so. Jeez. But yeah, um, but yeah I take deposits from good people too. But then I got to return them too. Like I, I can't really hold on. Like if it was another reason, I mean, yeah, okay, you cancel, tough luck. But right. like coronavirus, I, I get it because I'm going through it. Here's your money. You know what I mean? So it's just it's a bit of a, a bit of a pain in the butt in that way. But that's why, man, just focusing on this online and fingers crossed. You know, it's uh, it's uh, definitely it's, it's helping out right now to be honest. But just would like for it to help out a lot more, you know? Yeah. yeah that Zoom idea is actually crazy. Yeah, man. People want to learn. Eh? If, I, if I can teach them this way, like I, I used to do Skype lessons, man, like years ago I used to do Skype lessons. I just always thought it was a bit weird because people were like in their house, um, like they, they would have their kids walking around and the dog running around and you're kind of like, and you're trying to like watch their technique. And this was like a while ago too. So like they would have like the, the frozen and I'm like, what is going on? I can't even really see. And like, I'm stepping back, and I got to come up closer. And it was just, it was a bit difficult. But um, I'm sure there's ways around that I can play around with it now. But um, yeah, that's the, man, everything's online now, man. I got all, everyone's just sitting at home. So I'm just trying to wave my hand in their face and say, hey, man, hopefully I can teach you how to make some cash. You know, not only just make some cash, but they have a skill set that they can open. They can do events if they get back, you know, into the industry. It gives them, it gives them a side hustle. Like if you're bartending, man, it's the bartending is a hustle, man, and it's it's a crazy industry, especially if you work in a busy bar, man. The things that you got to put up with, all the multitasking, it's wild, man. So if you can figure out a way that you can do the job that you love, like me, but you do it, so you're not having to run around and serve like you know a hundred people at your wood. You can do it in a better way, make more money and less hours, and you know what I mean. But if you do learn how to flare, it'll help that because it opens you up to that opportunity because flare allows you to do that. You know, there's a lot of events out there, and once the whole coronavirus kicks kicks the scene and then everyone gets back to work, it's good for these bartenders to have that option. You know, to like, hey, okay, well maybe I can do events on the side. You know, but you know, if, if there's a lot of people with an entrepreneur mindset, so if these guys want to do it, hopefully it helps them out. 
But uh, yeah, the whole, everything's online now, man. Just that's it. Like all I see is Cali. We're at home, and then I just I come to the studio. This the entire building is is practically shut down. Like there's really? nobody ever here. Yeah, like everybody. It's, it's weird. You know, even even the the lights in the hallways they don't turn them on at night. So, oh you know, man, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, I got my hands up like I'm ready to fight <laughs> yeah. off a ghost. Yeah, I remember the I remember the ghost okay. stories from that place. <laughs> I think we covered a lot. Like that that was that was a lot of content, a lot of information. Is there anything that you kind of want to plug or anything you want to talk about yourself? Um, yeah. If you are in the bartending world and you want to make a little extra cash, go check out my masterclass. One hundred percent. Like I, 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 it'll work. You'll make way more money, and you'll have more opportunity, and you'll be a rock star. And then you'll be like, yeah, that Zach guy was right. <laughs> and do your push-ups in the morning. Work out. Hey, right, you should be doing. I want to see your one-minute push-ups, buddy. I saw you. You know what? I was, down. I was gonna, I was actually gonna do it. Um, I saw. I I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, okay, I'll when uh. So I started that challenge of like, I think I, I said I was gonna do three thousand pushups in a week. I got I to six hundred, and I started feeling this weird pain in my wrist. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna chill. Um, but uh, I like yours better because <laughs> it doesn't yeah, involve it doesn't involve three thousand. That's a crazy number. I saw that. I'm like, man, I'm not. That's yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah. Okay. What's the what's the math on that? How many a day do you have to do for three thousand? Oh, it was like a day? it was like four hundred a day. It was something stupid. Four hundred. <laughs> yeah. When I did the math, I was like, "This is fucking stupid. Why did I tell myself to do four hundred push-ups a day for seven days? Like, doesn't make oh, any sense." Oh, that's right for a week. Sorry, I was thinking of a month. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a stupid that's idea. Crazy. But that's that's stupid. I didn't I didn't even do six hundred real push-ups. Like, <laughs> half halfway through probably at like 400 i had to do some like on like a platform and my feet were on the ground so like like half push-ups and just because like my my arm my triceps were like so shot my chest was so shot and I, that's all i could manage and even then and then once i got back on the floor i started to feel this pain in my wrist i'm just like okay like yeah three thousand push-ups is not meant for a guy my size like it doesn't make sense uh, yeah, I saw you throwing yourself up though, man. You were whipping those those push ups like they were nothing. Yeah, <laughs> give me like, give me like, I just I worked out in uh, my girlfriend's basement. She has a bench press, so I did bench oh. yesterday. So give me like two days, and then I'll post. I'll start posting those one minute push up videos. Do it, man. Honestly, yeah. buddy, it's one minute. Like I can't even get off the floor after. I like have to lie there for a second. Yeah, I've got no more strength in my arms. My chest is like swollen. Yeah, and it's just one one minute of work. Like it's like crazy, man. Like I, it, you'll you'll have like the most supreme chest workout. Like your chest is just like a ball of fire. Yeah, one minute of work. It looks like fun. So, it looks like fun. You do your push-ups too. I saw you lifting weights with this guy. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, I I fell off after like around six hundred as well. I was like, my my back hurts, my triceps hurt, my chest hurts, my shoulder hurts. You Yo, actually the, did six hundred. The number, yeah, I did. The number doesn't look that big at first, and then after it's like, oh my god. So wait, it's three thousand in a week. Yeah. So the challenge was kind of, it was like, <laughs> I gave myself my own challenge of like to do a thousand push-ups and like a bunch of other stuff, but the whole thing was like, you tag two people to start their own challenge, but then whatever they do, you also have to do. So. Uh both people I tagged also said they would do a thousand push-ups, so that put a three thousand on my total, and I was just like, "Okay, well, there goes my, there goes my triceps, for the next week." Um, but yeah, it was it was a good challenge though. It was fun. Yeah, that's 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 a wild challenge. I'm gonna see what the numbers are, what the math is on that. What is the math on that? You guys got calculate how many is it a day? Uh yeah, so it was it was seven days that I had to do this. Um, 428 428 push-ups a day? Yeah Yeah. I remember I was trying to I was trying to time it out I'm like okay when I wake up I gotta do like at least 20 push-ups before I eat after I eat (laughs) I had to do like a few before I went to bed just like I was trying to break it up throughout the day so I wasn't completely shot at one time you know that's actually Uh, the most efficient way to do it like if you do like (laughs) 20 or 30 every hour it's actually manageable but it's the fact that like you have to remember every hour no matter what you're doing stop and do 30 yeah. push-ups like 
you gotta set your alarm, man. Yeah. Or you gotta do it in between Netflix movies or episodes. <laughs> I actually so it got to a point where like so I was playing uh I was playing basketball like uh 2K and then um it got to a point where like every dead ball or every time I fouled I would stop and do push-ups. Like that's that's the point that I got to to get me to do push-ups. So like literally like <laughs> there would be times where like I would commit a foul on the other team, so I would do push-ups and then my dumbass would like do a foul like 10 seconds after and I'd be like fuck and then I have to do like more push-ups right after it. And yeah, that's why I ended up doing only 600. That's a lot of push-ups though, man. Jeez. Yeah. But it was over the span of like five, four or five days that those 600. Doesn't matter. How, how many people do 600 push ups in the span of four or five days? Yeah. yeah. I wonder what kind of results you would get from it. Yeah, that's mostly what I was thinking about when I, when I started the whole thing. Um, just doing something kind of crazy. But yeah, I think you're. I just wonder if it like. Do you think it'll like, it shapes more all the volume on that? All those push ups? Not unless maybe uh, I think at your stage, not it wouldn't make too much of a difference. I think it would do wonders for like your back and your shoulders though. Ah. Uh. Yeah, like in terms of like uh like the health of your joints and like, um your your uh your back and your shoulders because mm. for like if you do a lot of bench press like your stabilizing muscles in your back and your shoulders aren't worked as much. But when you kind of reverse mm. and start doing a bunch of push-ups, it does wonders for the back and the shoulders. So oh, that's where you'll see the biggest difference. Huh. huh. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, man. Zach, thank you so much. This is a blast. This is so much fun, man. Um, Thanks, man. Anyone who's listening, definitely check out Zach's stuff. Um, also, if you happen to know The Rock, and if The Rock needs a bartender, Zach's your man. Gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen. His his tequila, he launched the tequila company, eh? Yeah, I saw so I that. Tagged them. I tagged them in all my stories, and they've seen my stories. So how? Not an opening. So how how did that start? By the way, last last story for this. What what? How did that start? The the rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, I started the no days off before the rock, but um, before like I, I no wait that's not true. Yeah, 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 no, it's true. I started the No Days Off before The Rock, but I saw that he does a movie called Central Intelligence. And I he love that there, movie. he's sitting in the bar. It's a great movie. movie. And uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart's like, Kevin Hart's like, you know, like, what um, What have you done? You've lost so much weight, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I went to the gym every day for like 10 years or something like that. <laughs> and I was already going every day. And I was like, yeah, like, what happens if you go every day and you're just like, it's the fastest way to be like Jack. And then I just kind of thought about that, and then I slowly started calling them, calling them out. And, and I wasn't super consistent in the beginning, because like, you never, you always just like, oh, you didn't see my one post, so there's no chance. So then recently, in the past like 200 or so, I just like, every day, I'm just like, hey, Rock, hey, Rock, hey, Rock. You know, now I'm tagging his tequila company. I'm tagging his, um, his, um, his incorporation, seven bucks, Purdue, uh, uh, whatever. Um, I'm tagging that. I'm just trying to get his attention, man. I've like I've like reached out to his photographer, <laughs> but like not in a weird way. Like I actually reached out to his photographer with like not even asking about the rock, more just kind of wondering how what the photographer did to get himself in a position where he can now just be like taking photos of the rock, and he's also taking photos of Will Will Smith. So I kind of want to get a little bit of of insight on what what why he's successful because he's obviously doing something right. Um, and then hopefully he would see you know that hey this guy's working out so damn much and he keeps calling up the rock. Maybe he just got to say one day, hey rock. Look at this guy. This guy keeps calling you up because you know what, man? CT Fletcher follows me on on Instagram. I saw that. You know? I saw that. Yeah, he likes he likes some of my posts. You know, I I, I tag him. He responds. You know, he he knows. You know, like it's so. That I never would have thought that that was a thing. Even man, Michael Hearn. Michael Hearn shared one of my videos. Really? And then uh, yeah, it was so funny, man. So I like Michael Hearn a lot. He's just he's just a power beast. He looks great. He's old and he's just he's doing it right. Um, regardless what people say, if he's on steroids or not, I don't care. He's just, he's put on the work. Hey, so I messaged him, he, he shared it. And so I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, I just wanted to let you know, I'm doing this no days off challenge. And I was just like, I just, whatever, these are my days that I'm trying to get to and whatever, whatever. And he saw it and it said scene. I was like, cool. Michael Hearn saw my message. Like maybe he'll think it's kind of a cool accomplishment. 
And then I looked, and he took my story off of the story. I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> <"Damn it." laughs> he probably thought I was talking smack or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was funny. Cause he, I was so pumped that he shared it. I was like, yes. So I wanted to thank him. And then I was like, no. <laughs> and took it off. So, but, yeah, man, that's how it started. So I'm just going to keep on doing it until either he or, or his tequila company. See, the, the thing is I'm kind of open because if the tequila company hasn't really launched yet. Uh, it's not really it's not available in, in the LCBO or anything right now. I'm hoping after the whole coronavirus and everything kind of slows down and they're ready to do some marketing, yeah, obviously they're going to use The Rock, but I'm hoping that they kind of slowly branch out to some of the bartending influencers out there. And I'm kind of, I'm one of them. So hopefully they'll be like, like, hey, man, you want to, you know, here's you some tequila tamer- um, uh, uh, on my brand and blue it out, and then there you go. And then hopefully that works. But if not, I'm just going to kind of find them. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that the fact, so when I think of The Rock, I don't think of tequila. Like, never, that's, cro- those two things have crossed my mind. But the fact that, like, all I ever saw was you tagging him on stuff asking him like to work out with you and then knowing you're a bartender and the next thing you know he comes out with a tequila company i'm like if that's not like something in the universe man. like that shit's crazy yeah it's, it's that's it it's my next japan man it's my next <laughs> japan you'll see he's you'll basically see. the same size like... of the country anyways so who me the rock oh the rock yeah. i was gonna say not me man i'm like <laughs> i'm maybe the average height um <laughs> But yeah, that guy's a giant monster. Eh? I like it. I like it. So, but yeah, man. Hopefully that's what happens. Fingers crossed. So if you guys happen to see the guy, just be like, this guy wants to work out with you. you know? That would definitely be the first thing I would say to him. I yeah, he I would make yeah. he would make me look like such a softy too. Eh? <laughs> I right? would pay. He I would, would just, pay to watch that. Oh man, I would just tell him, let's just do go light. Let's do art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't think he goes light ever. No, no. Like, I don't you don't. Either. You don't Some get. Guy. What's you that? You don't get that big by going light. No, no, no. And he's a big guy too. He's yeah. like a six foot four. Yeah, he's and he stays that big all the time. So, he's he's never going light. No, no. So I gotta start lifting heavy during quarantine. Got nothing. <laughs> Maybe right. I'll do these three thousand push-ups. All right, man, Zach. This is a blast, man. I had so much fun. All right, buddy. You guys be good. Be safe. Take care of yourselves out there. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. You too. Thank you. Be good. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Initiative podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a comment and review and follow us on Instagram at Six Initiative to keep up to date with our current projects. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from or any specific field you want to hear about, send us an email or a DM or a comment and we'll do our best we can to make it happen. If you know anyone who would benefit from this, please don't hesitate to share. Thanks again for listening and we hope you have a great rest of your day.